Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. Andy Shea is out this week. Don't worry, Andy will be back next week. But in his place today is my good friend from the obligatory Penn State podcast, Chris Bucanani. Chris, welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show for the very first time. Well, thank you, Jim. It is an absolute pleasure and honor to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, great, great to have you. Uh, we got a lot of good things to talk about. But before we start, a reminder, the Blue-White game, it's coming up next month. And for those of you who've been wondering, yes, gopsurv.com is open for the game. This is where you drive your car out to Happy Valley, and your RV is sitting there waiting for you. Free transport to and from the game It is an absolute great time. For more info, give Mark a call at 800-519-8467. Chris, I know you're local to State College, so you don't have any need. But I'm coming in for the blue-white game. Friday night, you got to come out and visit us at Go PSURV. It's a great time, so you got to come on out. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I know Go PSURV. It's great operation, great way to do it. And local companies, so you will be well taken care of. They are right there on the ground, and, and, and they love Penn State fans the way Penn State fans love Penn State football. So good stuff. Exactly. Anyway, Ross will be along as usual for Tucker's Tape and Ask Ross. But Chris, first, let's do a review of the news. Um, I want to start with uh, James Franklin meeting the media Monday of this week. And I, I, my biggest takeaway is it sounded like, at least for right now, he named his offensive line starters going from left, left to right, Fashanu, Tengwall, Scruggs, Warmly and Caden Wallace. You've seen the, the group last year. We know all the issues. Do you expect a better performance in 22 with that starting group? No. <laughs> <laughs> you said at the top okay, of the show just, that just, you had a bunch of good stuff to talk about, and now we're talking about Penn State's offensive line. So I can assume we're going to get to the good stuff eventually, right? <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Chris, when we do our news analysis, just a little hint. Yes, I really appreciate you being forthright and honest with your answer, but could you expound on your no answer for us? Brevity is the soul of wit, Jim. But <laughs> look, I'll, I'll use the same expression I always use going into every Penn State men's basketball season. Fool me once. Shame on me. Shame on you. Sorry. Now I sound like George W. Bush. Fool me 7,000 times. It's a totally different deal. Another way of putting it is if it's true, once bitten, twice shy, there's got to be some kind of exponential multiplier on if you've been bitten 75,000 times like I have with Penn State and their offensive line. So I am 100% now in Missouri mode. I will not give one iota of benefit of the doubt to Penn State's offensive line until they show me. So, look, you're asking me, am I personally expecting better results? No, I'm 42. I've been watching this program for most of my life. I know better. But let's just indulge the glass-half-full perspective for a moment, shall we? Let's do it. I, I thought the first interesting thing was 
the general fan conventional wisdom on who the starters were going to be left to right matched exactly what Franklin indicated. That's the top of the depth chart going into camp. So if nothing else, that's got to be somewhat reassuring that the five players we all got a chance to watch or know a little bit about, it turned out to be the five that the coaching staff thinks are the best. I do think that with Scruggs coming back a little bit bigger, there's been a lot of talk about the weight he gained this offseason. And and there was some disagreement as to how good of a season he had in 2021. I I think I was a little bit higher on juice than some of my obligatory co-hosts. But Assuming he can continue to build on what he's done so far, you know, uh, another year healthy, a little bit bigger, solidifying that center position, I am incredibly intrigued by the potential of the left side of the offensive line. If what we saw from Fashanu at the end of last season and what we've heard about him is indicative of the um, trend line in his development, Adding him protecting the quarterback's blind side right next to Landon Tengwall, who to me is the one sure thing on the offensive line. I am bearish on the line over overall, bullish, very bullish on Tengwall. You anchor the middle with Scruggs and have two guys who could be above average performers to better on the left side of the line, then you got something going. And even if Sal Warmly on the right guard spot is a little bit of an unknown commodity, having never really played, coming off injury, and also being incredibly hyped by the coaching staff and media, which in my opinion on the O-line is a knock against you. And then Caden Wallace, who I do view as sort of the weak link in the chain. If the left side is really dominant, that maybe helps atone for some of the sins on the right. And again, Wormley was going to start last year before he got dinged up. And, and James Franklin spoke very highly of him. If he can somehow buck the trend on the line and live up to the hype, then, you know, my incredibly low expectations will be surpassed. And I'll be a happy camper. I'm not rooting for that, right? But, again, you're just asking for my honest opinion, and I'm giving it to you. Well, I'll give you a little bit of the glass half full side of this. Yeah, let's do it. First of all, I do like, I, I do like what you mentioned on the uh, left side. Rasheed Walker, I believe, was – a real disappointment last year for a guy who still has that those NFL aspirations and the NFL physical abilities that he has. He he was a disappointment to me last year. I'm willing to take that as an upgrade with Fashanu coming in. You mentioned Tengwall. I think he's the guy that we have the most faith in to ultimately be a very good offensive lineman. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later, and he's already got a year in the system. So at guard, I think he will be helpful. The other part to this equation, and I'm going to give credit to T. Frank for this thought, is he said in his film study, the middle of the line was overwhelmed sometimes physically. Yeah, They were just were not big enough and strong enough to handle it. And the fact that you now have a Landon Tengwall in there, you have a beefed-up Juice Scruggs there, and then a bit of an unknown with Warmly, but again, I think better than what we had. And I believe last year, um, you know, the, the transfer from Harvard on the one side and Eric Mike Wilson, Miranda, right. they were a bit, yes, they were a bit, bullied in the middle and just the adding of Tangwall will help 
beefed up scrubs scrugs cannot hurt and remember it's a comp will be a competition there on the right side when hunter norzad shows up so mm-hmm. i'm using that as my glass half full on it and maybe how about taking this chris it can't be worse than last year can it be careful be careful what you wish for <laughs> whatever you think you hit bottom people keep digging all right, let's let's move on to another tidbit that came out. We all know, Chris, that the opener against Purdue is for the first game of the year. Of course, Penn State's going to be on the road for the Big Ten opener. It's at Purdue, but it's going to be at Thursday night. But this past week, we found out that it's going to be covered by Fox. <laughs> right. And the interesting thing is, if you follow the NFL at all, one of the big news stories of the offseason is that uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck have moved from uh, Fox to ESPN. And for Buck, he's leaving before his contract is up. So Fox gets compensation. And believe it or not, their compensation is they will get an extra game in the Big Ten. So instead of evenly split with ESPN, they'll get one more game. And they picked as their one more game the Purdue-Penn State game. Yeah, we literally got I'm traded for Joe Buck. Yes. I think, <laughs> I think Fox got the better of the deal. Is that just me or does everyone else think the same way? I know Joe Buck is a very divisive figure, and I'm certainly open to the counter viewpoint that he is misunderstood or underappreciated, but I'm with you. I, what I take from this, though, Jim, and truly I think this is an important point, and it's encouraging for Penn State fans because it relates back, in my opinion, to all the arrows in James Franklin's recruiting quiver. The fact that Fox got to pick one game and they selected this one, is frankly, all due respect to the Boilermakers, not because of Purdue. Like, it really does speak to the brand power and the attractiveness of the Penn State name and the recognizability and the audience that's there for the Penn State football program. So I think you can take something like this and spit it into a big positive for Penn State. Say, hey, look, Fox had the entire Big Ten schedule to select from as part of this bizarre trade, and they wanted to make sure they got one more chance to show the Nittany Lions. And if you look back to the opener last year where the Big Ten, I guess, has made a conscious decision to play some of their conference games as the first game of the season, there's such excitement for football. Penn State-Wisconsin was a great draw last year. I think placing this Thursday night, no matter what you think of Thursday night fans as Penn State fans who, you know, if it's a home game, it belongs on Saturday. I get that. But I'll tell you what, come Thursday night, I'll bet you that game does huge numbers ratings-wise. For sure. And I am definitely a traditionalist. So, yes, I never want to see a Penn State home game on any day of the week other than Saturday. I don't generally love the conference playing non-Saturday games. I will say I am far more permissive with it when it's at the beginning of the season. For a couple of reasons, you know, it's not as likely to conflict with high school football. Uh, you, you may or may not have students on campus, depending on how the academic year begins. But the audience that is there before the NFL kicks off and when the football watching public nationwide needs to get their fix 
to have that need satiated, I think, is is tremendous. And so for the conference, and in this case for Penn State, to be able to take advantage of that, even somebody who is as much of a general stick in the mud as I am, am all for it. I am, t- again, if there's ever a time for Penn State to play on a non-Saturday, it's the opener, if it's on the road, if it's Thursday night, I'm happy with it. Come that Thursday night, September 1st, leading into Labor Day weekend, you better believe I'm going to be in front of my TV for this game, anxious as can be. I'll probably turn the TV on at noon to start waiting for that, I'm assuming, 8 o'clock start. Yeah, first ever Thursday night game for the Nittany Lions. First opportunity since 2001, and I will remind the University of Virginia, you guys still (laughs) owe us a game here in Happy Valley. Made up, but you know what? Come September 1st, Chris, it's going to no. be exciting for Penn State fans to get that game. We'll be so happy about it. Be, or I know I will be on Thursday night to see the game. No doubt about it. And I got a feeling not just Penn State fans, but a good part of the country will be tuned in for the game. It makes it Fox got the steal of the century on that trade. If I could give up Joe Buck. 20 times I would if I were Fox. All right, Chris, that's it for quarter number one. Stick around, everybody. We got Ross in for quarter number two. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 